Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Better call! Hey, Reporting for duty. Reporting for duty, John. What's up, Pay everybody? attention! Hello to YouTube. If you're live on YouTube, it's great to have you. We appreciate that. Like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That helps Ham uh, Enterprises a lot. If you're listening to this podcast, that's great too. Leave us a review. Uh, We'll get to the mailbag this weekend. And um, in that review on uh, Apple Music, leave us a question. And we'll get to that in the uh, upcoming mailbag this weekend. We always appreciate that. So uh, we actually got kind of meaty today. It's a meaty, meaty, meaty stuff today as we record this Thursday afternoon, exactly two weeks, two weeks from the NFL draft. Been a long time. You know, I, you know last year's had some buzz coming in. How, how, how's my connection right now? Fine. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's just the uh, last year's draft was pretty special. I mean, I remember sitting there watching pick three, right? I mean, the the conversation centered around our business is just, it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. It'd be, it's just hard to, I mean, ask John Lynch, Parag Marate, Adam Peters, and Kyle Shanahan about the, the wine that they received from ham enterprises. A thank you for giving us the greatest topic that's yeah. ever been had. Yeah. It, was it wasn't a thank. That's right. We sent bottles. Uh, we, we didn't say thank you for being great partners. We didn't say thank you for drafting the guy we wanted you to draft. We said, thank you for being a story. Right. Which I don't think is, I don't think creates, uh, I don't think it creates any sort of, um, you know, a line of, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a partnership. Just a, just a thank you for being a story. I mean, we really, in hindsight, we could have sent several years ago, bulky, some bottles of wine for being, for like all his hurt arrested for guys, sure. you know, I'd say the difference is I, I've, I mean, we've, since we've been doing this, never quite seen the power of a spike in numbers of the Trey Lance thing. And that thing was fucking sweet. <laughs> I mean, uh, and obviously you get star quarterbacks. I bet people in like, uh, you know, whoever the big podcast is covering the Buffalo Bills are like, yes, it's Josh Allen's become sweet. It's been awesome for business. Like, it's just, we are business horrors and we want the best stories. I, Cause I was thinking someone's like, you know, you claim to not be a fan. I'm like, well, if you told me this, that me and you could quadruple our revenue. And since our expenses are really low, our revenue is basically profit. Uh, and the Niners went 0-17. Or they could win the Super Bowl, but you would cut your revenue in half. Guy, I wouldn't even hesitate what I'd choose. <laughs> It'd be the 4X revenue. 
Now, I don't like watching bad football or want the Niners to win like the next guy, but I care about my unborn children's security and future first. So, uh, but that last year, that story was, I mean, this, let's face it. Like, obviously the Niners don't have a pick. The Raiders don't have a pick. Hell, the most of the, the NFC and the AFC West, I guess the Chiefs got a couple picks, but I mean, there ain't a lot of picks, guy. In the divisions that we talk the most about, right? I mean, the Rams, they haven't had a pick for months or, I mean, years. Uh, who else? Do the Cardinals, the Cardinals have one? Bronco, the Broncos, they, they don't have picks for a while with Russell Wilson. Yeah. This draft feels like, let's let's call a spade a spade. Aiden Hutchinson, you know, if Tiger Woods is, the, is he's not, doesn't move the needle, he is the needle, this draft feels like struggling. Needle light. I yeah. love the draft. I, not, I, not a lot of gas in that tank. This draft sucks. Well, I mean, maybe we get a draft night trade or two. I'm not saying the draft itself is going to suck. The draft when it's happening is always fun. Yeah. But the lead up to a draft is part of what makes like Tua's draft. Well, I just remember like Tua, Tua, you know, it's just, it's just boom, totally. boom, 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 boom. Yep. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Like that you know, thing is, that's a, that's a hard one to top. You know, a forgotten one that in the moment, like you won't be able to explain to somebody, but like the jo- what Josh Rosen, where does Josh Rosen fit in? Was great content. That but why why was that forgotten. draft so big, right? Who All was going to go number one over to the Browns? Josh Allen sucks, universally agreed upon. Like this guy's really going to go in the top 10, Josh Allen? Let's face it, 99% of people, including myself, completely wrong. Did you retweet something? Someone yes. like the, the comments, the comments on this one are awfully fun. It's just the draft night. Was it just the bill saying that they uh, announced that they drafted Josh Allen? Was yeah, that- it was, it was the tweet. If you, I'm going to see if I can find it real quick, but it was the tweet that said, you know, we have drafted Josh Allen, right? That's that was all it, it was. <laughs> and the first reply was the first reply and all of them were like it, but the first reply was like, you idiots. I will never, this team I've given too much of my life and blah, blah, blah. And, it was, and then it was just more of that. It was fantastic. That's yeah. pretty special. Yeah. Oh no, no. That the first tweet was how did when Garoppolo was out there to be had or something like that. Like you could have had Garoppolo. The guy was mad they didn't trade for Garoppolo with the Patriots. That's what it was. God, where is that tweet? It's so good. Yeah, man. That's that was. But resp- that's what made it good. I have to find well, it. Well, think about the people we're talking about, right? That draft was, I mean, quarterback heavy as it could get. You had Baker one. You had. Darnold three, you had Josh Allen seven, you had Josh Rosen 10, and then Lamar, who became one of the most polarizing players, I would say the last like five years in a draft. Should he play wide receiver, even though it was like two guys that said that, but ultimately went 32. Like I was kind of nuts, which I kind of think could happen again this year. I think the line, the Lions pick 32, one draft prediction. I was just thinking about it. You know, I, I, to me, that spot is always prime for a quarterback that's kind of – and this draft is filled with quarterbacks that are like second-rounders getting pushed into the first round. And I think 32 is the perfect spot. As we, we Teddy, They did it with Teddy Bridgewater. They did it with uh, – the T- Ravens did – Teddy two yards. Teddy two yards, two-glove Teddy. Um, and then they did it with, uh, uh, with Lamar. Like, I wouldn't – Detroit could use picks, right? Unless Detroit – like, at 32, unless there's a guy they love. Niners did it with Reuben Foster. Niners did it with Reuben. I think I think that's a spot. I think somebody's going to pop in at 32 and take a quarterback there. Just or something. Maybe there's a receiver that goes there. I think Detroit ends up trading that pick. So could be one of the teams that doesn't have a first rounder. 
I didn't want to interrupt him, but I, I don't know. I, we haven't talked about this, but when uh, Khalil was talking about the combine and how you sit in that room for hours, he's like, you know, you just, you got to take some deep breaths. You get a little edgy. It's a long day. I was like, no wonder Ruben Foster snapped, <laughs> you know? I, yeah. It, it's not as crazy. Now, most guys, actually, every single guy, no one actually snaps except Ruben, <laughs> right? Probably a pretty big red flag. Like, everyone's admits, like, this sucks. It's not fun. You're thinking, like, what am I doing? If you've that ever been one guy that attacked a nurse in a waiting room, there's always somebody there who's just like, they they want, they're just this. You know, they're doing the, like, this is, this is ridiculous. I can't believe, you know? And I've won, I've probably, I've done it a hundred percent. We've all done it. And you just like, well, and then the door cracks. It's like, uh, Williamson, Williamson, we're ready for you. And it's not that guy. He's like, Oh my God, like, what am I, I've been here for two hours. Do you think the most basic outside of things that happen in traffic, which is probably the most basic human anger, uh, common when you sit down to eat a meal somewhere and somebody who sat down after you got served, gets their food first. That's an immediate like I don't I don't want to be a dick, but I I'd love to know what's going on over there. Do you think maybe it's your steak? You think your steak's taking a long time? Yeah, it could be. You know they 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 came in after us, but I did see they ordered quickly. Do you know what I think the 2022 version of that is? What is when you go to like DoorDash, but you're like you know I'm not gonna get delivered. I'm gonna leave, but I'm just gonna order through my phone. So it's normal people prices, right? Well, I mean relative inflation, all the stuff withstanding, but like I just order Rubios, this Mexican joint. No, I, I go love pick Rubio. it up. Rubios and Fresno all the you time. Pick it up myself. Well, the last time that I did that move, there was, you know, you get there and the lady looks at you, not the lady behind the counter, but the one waiting, like, oh, they're about 15 minutes behind. I don't know when you ordered this. And then about five minutes later, she'll be like, Hey guys, I- I've been here for this lady was like, I've been here for 30 minutes. They have a they this Rubios in Pleasant Hill has a has a frozen yogurt spot next she made this lady made the dumbest move ever she went to the frozen yogurt spot before going to pick up her food and she dropped a hey guys i've been waiting here for 30 minutes my yogurt for my children is melting i wanted to be like listen it sucks you're waiting that is a rookie move you idiot also i do think there are some people you have to adjust to the fact that if you're going to order in store there's even though the line might be one person in front of you, there might be seven orders in front of you because of DoorDash, right? Well, I think it's a double whammy. Yeah, exactly. DoorDash and the people picking up their own food. And then they also have to cook for the people that are there eating, right? So, I mean, you're fighting everybody. Because this lady was mad. She's like, if it, if it told you it would be ready in 15, you should have prepared for 45. <laughs> yeah, it actually I mean, made me go, I don't want to look like that. I'm going to pretend like I, I don't care. I know. I know. You just have that. It's just... You just try to see yourself through somebody else's eyes and it helps you behave a little better, even if deep down that's that's how you feel. Yeah. But she I, I in her head, it's like I'm gonna order, I'm gonna walk over there, I'm gonna grab this stuff, I'm gonna be back here. It's gonna be so efficient. That's the other thing. When you've got it plotted out and life gets in the way of your efficiency, really bugs you. Uh, a lot of things get in your really way, does. but don't let wayward hair get in your way, John. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code ham. For 20% off and free shipping, the best in men's grooming. Right now, manscaped.com. Oh, that was a good good sound. Yeah, that was a good one. That that (laughs) is the sound of... Get get that sound when we're going to do other nostril. This is Weed Eater. Oh, God. He's got... He's got a jungle in there. I did it earlier, so it actually I could have had a I should have waited to do it uh, live on the pod. 
but uh, I did it earlier, so there was less uh, weed whacking to do on there. But <laughs> manscaped.com, promo code HAM, get the right tools for the job. Yep, promo code HAM, 20% off, free shipping. Uh, the Weed Whackers is an incredible product. Obviously, the uh, the Lawnmower 4.0, it's the latest and greatest, is incredible. I mean, I, I've used it, you've used it. We've owned basically every uh, edition that the lawnmowers have been created uh, and lawnmower 4.0 to me is the best. No, uh, what, what is it? No snagging. That's the key. No snags. No, uh, you know, nice, nice, firm, nice, firm trim guy. Just whoop, in and out. Yeah. You got the skin safe technology. You got the powerful performance. You've got the uh, free shipping and the 20% off. You've got the best. Plus you can always add the crop preserver, the crop reviver, the, the weed whacker, as we started out talking about for your ear hair and nose hair. It's all there. It gets you squared away. Plus, the start of spring marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. That is what we're in in April. Manscaped has partnered with Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men age 15 to 35. I see the demographics. Uh, Most of you are in that wheelhouse and giving support to fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as we are part of the We Save Balls initiative. So thank you, Manscaped, for all your work with that. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HAM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping, code HAM, manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. Wonder if, wonder if Elon uses the lawnmower 4.0. Does he own? Is he about to buy Manscaped? You know, you you, you never know. He was giving a TED talk today. I saw some highlights circulating on the interweb. Oh, on Twitter? Were they? Were they? Were they banned from Twitter? Yeah. Well, you know, I think they're a little sensitive to him right now. You can't be banning Elon. He would start firing people. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We, we, you know, we had a bunch of stuff we want to talk about. Maybe we'll mix up the order because uh, somebody just Caesar just asked thoughts on the car extension. Some people asked us yesterday, where is your car video? And, um, well, we were day drinking. I mean, I'm, let's be honest about what happened. We were not home. Yeah, we invited everyone on Twitter, uh, like, with an hour left. We're like, hey, these people at Tito's, our friends, friends of the program, partners, are we're celebrating 25-year reunion. Tab on Tito's. Booze is a flowing. We threw it out there, you know, beside the invited guests of the beer you know, not beer, but the alcohol community that was all there. And then Haberman and Middlecoff, no one, you know, that was a opportunity to get just free cocktails. He was buying cocktails. Devin, our guy, Devin. Other end of the bar that, you know, it was just, it was a celebration and I, you guys blew it. We didn't Haberman give people left, a lot of heads up, but the, the pro it didn't give them a lot of heads up. And then, you know, most of you guys left about five 36 and Middlecoff left the establishment at about 10 o'clock with John Dickinson. <laughs> yeah. You know, we ended up getting pizza and meatballs and Tito's oh, and food there. 15, 15 was very good. Oh, very excellent pizza guy. I, honestly, you know, if you and Alyssa next time in town, I would, I mean, that pizza, I got the barbecue chicken. He yeah. was eating. It looked like the white pesto that they had at the other table. looked good. Mm-hmm. The meatball appetizer. Excellent. I, I'm. I mean, I was. I don't know if I've ever eaten there beside just like some appetizers. Their food, those little chicken uh, fried chicken sliders were bomb. The fried chicken 15. sliders were fantastic. Did you say the nachos? Didn't say the nachos. I looking back, I was thinking this morning, did Devin just get the nachos for himself? And I, I thought they were communal. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, you tried them first. 
yeah, just to just, make sure that uh, you know they were safe. Sure live. Was, you know, there's a lot of uh, backstabbing going on in the uh, alcohol community, making sure there was not an assassination attempt. I guess was what you were doing there. And yeah, luckily it was good. So anyway, the question that we were asked is, what do you think of Derek Carr's contract? Three years, 121 and a half million dollars, as was initially guaranteed. The full full guarantee up front. $24.9 million for 2022 and uh, $40 million guaranteed uh, for injury. I think three days after the Super Bowl, that becomes a guarantee as well. And a no trade clause and a no trade clause. So uh, we've been talking about Derek's contract for a long time. We've got one. What do we think? Well, they've made three huge investments this offseason, right? And he got the least amount of money. You could include four if you include Chandler Jones. They extended Max Crosby. Who got $53 million. They traded for Devontae Adams, who got, I think, 67.5. Was that maybe the number? I don't think, because then Tyreek got a little more a couple days yeah. later, right? Devontae got traded before Tyreek, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so 70, so th- those two got more. Chandler Jones, technically, I think, was $32 million. Because remember, we were talking like, shouldn't the Niners get rid of Jimmy to do that? No, I get it. A little older. And Josh and Ziegler knew Chandler Jones, but $32 million. Right? That's, for a guy over 30, like that's a sizable investment. Derek's true guarantees. Now, I would say, unlike all three of those players, quarterbacks, and we've talked about this for a long time, they always have the most like power because they're the most important position. So their guarantees are always outrageous. But regardless of the guarantees, like Kirk Cousins, whether you talk about his guarantees or not, Kirk Cousins seed every single penny since he started to be franchised, right? In Washington, till this given day. Every contract he signed. Every penny has come his way, guaranteed or not guaranteed. But Derek, unlike the other guys who rightfully so should were aggressive, tried to get the most money humanly possible, Derek was open about, like, I don't care. I want to stay here. And it's, I mean, it's been well written about, like, it's not a team-friendly deal. It's just a, if Deshaun Watson's an outlier, which I think it is, you could argue Derek Carr for a top, like, 12 quarterback is also an outlier. Like, neither one of those two are happening anytime soon. Dak Prescott, for example, who you'd put in the Derek kind of realm, right? Same with Cousins, would have laughed at something like this. Now, I get he's already made one difference, I guess, is from him and Dak. Derek's, this is his third contract. Derek's already made over $100 million. He's, even he said on that. And he was a second round pick. Dak was a second. Fourth. 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 But still, I mean, Derek had made $4 million or whatever. Remember, Dak, Dak started doing the Campbell commercials like by his year two. But ultimately, Derek was really rich. And he said on the Little Kid podcast, which I think might be like his nephew in Bakersfield, that like, I've already made more money than any human could dream of. Like, Derek acknowledges like he was rich, but he basically told the Raiders to, you can bend us over and we'll take it. And they, you know, now I, I do believe he's going to see every penny. It's always why I think we're critical of other contracts, non-quarterback, because I think it's pretty clear that these quarterbacks, Dak Prescott guy, a year ago on a franchise tag, had his leg or his ankle pointed the other way. Remember that against the Mm -hmm. Giants? Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, this is why the bag and the boots to sue the league. And he got $140 million. It's like they're quarterbacks. But Derek, I... Did he do the Raiders a favor? I don't know how quite you would articulate it, but it is. I don't, we're just not going to see anything like this again. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's a perfect match. It's a team that wouldn't pay him what the biggest quarterback contracts look like. And it's a player that isn't looking for it. It's a player that's happy where he is. 
He has a different motivation than the Raiders might have, but it gets them to the same end, right? His motivation is stay a Raider, and I've already made a lot of money, and um, I want Devontae Adams here, and I want Chandler Jones here, and I want better players around me the next couple of years, and I want to win. But but those guys were already on the team and paid for when he did the deal. I, I understand. But, I mean, part of them being there probably was some understanding that this is what the deal would look like. I would imagine the Raiders, they have a quarterback who has said repeatedly, I'd rather retire than go play somewhere else. So if you believe him. He literally is, said, I told I told my agent, I'll play golf if I don't play for the Raiders. Yeah. So The Raiders I mean, retweeted that, I think. Now, if you believe him, which he said it multiple times for years. But if you're the Raiders and you believe him, then he has given you all the leverage. I will not go play anywhere else. That's what he's saying. I'm not going to shop your deal around. I'm, it's like, it's like telling the car, it's like telling the guy at the car dealership, the only car I want is this car. I don't like any other cars. He's going to be like, oh, okay, well, I'm not throwing, I'm not giving you any discounts. <laughs> when you, <laughs> you say know, no I mean, one in sports really talks like that, nobody talks like that. And I saw somebody, uh, a contract guy, say on Twitter. You know, Derek, it's not your job to manage the cap for the Raiders. But I think if you're Derek, and I get this, and I respect this, like, you know what? Yeah, this is what a salary cap does. It artificially suppresses my contract. But at the end of the day, I'm not into winning the deal with the Raiders or, like, matching up with Aaron Rodgers' contract. I'm happy where I am. I have more money than I'll ever need, and my kids will ever need, and their kids will ever need. And I just want to win with Devontae and the Raiders. And so let's just get this done. Now, it just so happens that, you know, I think some people view this as a deal that the Raiders could get out of. Not some people view. It's a deal the Raiders could get out of if they want to. No, that's a fact. Yeah, that's that's what I say. Not some people view. That's a fact, right? So he's ba he's basically on the team, right, for at, locked in the next two years. But after that, anything's on the table. Like, they can get out for zero. I mean, look. Right? Forget about, yeah. I mean, forget about the cat. Forget about what's guaranteed and what isn't. Let's just talk about if he plays the next three years after this year on this contract. His cash in 2023 will be $33 million. That's low for a top half quarterback, right? Say that again. His cash in 2023. So this ne next year's season. Next year's season is $33 million. Okay. His which, cash which would be which would be low now, and next year it's only going to be even lower. It's be low, right? His cash in twenty twenty four is forty two million, which is not nothing, and his cash in twenty twenty five is forty one million. Which I mean, th those are two good numbers, right? So he's going okay. Uh, you're telling me I'm going to get a hundred? I'm going to get thirty three million dollars this one year after the, after I made twenty four. Then I'm going to get a nine million dollar raise after that in the third year. And then there's that, I'm just going to make that the same beat, amount that beats of money inflation the guy. <laughs> it beats inflation. So like I do get it from his perspective of like I all I want I haven't we haven't won. I just want to win. I, I'm going to what? Go somewhere else play for a worse coach, for a worse team with worse talent because I want to make more money. I don't I don't for a second begrudge a guy that makes that decision either. But he I'll say this for Derek like uh, this is, I predicted he would take a quote-unquote team-friendly deal, and I think you agreed, and here he is. That's what happened. He has put his money where his mouth is. He has done that. Well, the, and the one thing that he protected himself with, because he took a deal that I think no other quarterback's agents would have allowed, and ultimately, obviously, the agent works for the player, and Derek's telling him, like, I'm not – I don't give a shit, right, which no. is – it never happens in the sport. It just doesn't. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. It's like, Kirk Cousins got what? Because it's just – 
that's the going right. Like he's got him by the balls. That's Kirk Cousins, who, you know, him and Derek, I would say kind of in the same little world of players. And Cousins, just in terms of true money, like he's kind of won all of his deals. But Derek's no trade clause does allow, okay, I'm giving you an incredible deal. Like you can't get rid of me at all. So he's untradeable now because he won't, he'll just, he would come out and say, I'll quit. Right. Yeah. He would not so, give them a, a preferred list of teams is what he has said. Right. Yeah. So now it's just him and Josh and Devonte and Chandler Jones and Max Crosby and Renfro. Like we had to see what they got. Like their team. I mean, I'm pretty interested in watching them play. I, I, I mean, I would imagine they're going to, don't you think when the schedule comes out, it's usually a couple weeks after the draft, like they're going to get some primetime games. Absolutely. I mean, Josh being their coach is a big part of it too. Chubby little Josh. <laughs> Patriot. Yeah. I mean, just Josh. Listen, right? chubby, chubby people can talk about other chubby people. Chubby on chubby crime. Uh, now I think they're, I also think they're going to be good. Like I think their floor is pretty high. I think their floor is higher than the Broncos floor as an example. I think the, the Broncos floor, I think, I don't know what to make of it. And several months ago, I predicted a Russell Wilson bounce back year, but I don't know. He looks, I mean, I've seen him so many videos the last couple of weeks, like going to Nuggets games. If I'm going to make fun of Josh for being chubby, you were on it early. Like Russell looks like, I don't know if he's on the Stairmaster that much. If you watched him last year, he looked big. And I talked to somebody with the organization who told me like, yeah, he looks big to us. Uh, I thought he threw out the first pitch at a Rocky game the other day, but the heat's on that guy. The heat's on that team. Yeah, and the coach. Guys, someone's about to pay. I mean, one of the Waltons, the dude from the Walmart, has already said, hey, I'll pay $4 billion. So, I mean, what is that team going to end up going for? Wait, four Stan Kroenke's brother-in-law? Stan Kroenke's brother-in-law, yeah. <laughs> Tim Walton, I think. One of you know, one of that, his I don't know. I mean, there's brothers. a bunch of Waltons. I don't know if it's Yeah, Stan I think there's like six of them. Or not, I think it is. I, th- I would imagine it is. Yeah. Now, we know the league doesn't just sell it to anyone. Just because you have the money doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get it. Well, Stan already owns a Denver team. So, I mean, what's going on there? Stan owns the Nuggets. Are they taking over the world? Is Elon involved? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, though, I think this is where, you know, Josh. Remember, the 49ers wanted Josh McDaniels was Jed York and Parag's first choice when he turned him down. And it ultimately led to Kyle, which I think everything worked out. Obviously, the Colts, Josh literally accepted the job and then turned them down. You could argue like what he's inheriting and, and part of like him bringing Ziegler and the moves. This is a pretty good job for a guy that's just in his first year as a head coach, right? Given the infrastructure they have, some of the players they have, he's got a quarterback. Like most times your first job is like the Bears, you know, or even like well, his Broncos job the first time. Yeah, Campbell getting the Lions job. Like just right. Josh didn't have a quarterback. He drafted Tebow. Well, I guess he had was Cutler there at the time that he took the job. Yeah, immediately, but he immediately traded him. Yeah. That was just that job. Well, if he had just kept Jay Cutler, doesn't he probably keep that job for like three or four years? It would have been hard to suck. You know, he got caught cheating. That was the other part of it. Yeah, they were filming signs. But I mean, there more pressure on the Raiders or the Broncos. I would say the Broncos just because Russ is much more famous and just a better player than Derek. And again, they're going to get sold. So anytime you have a new owner in pro sports, but specifically to me, basketball and football, the coach like hot seat immediately starts. And as Guy Haberman has said for years, every single sweet quarterback in like the history of the league, Steve Young, like seven guys get head coaching jobs. Drew Brees, I mean, a bunch of guys, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Roethlisberger, 
Eli Manning, you name it. Any Joe Flacco, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, get, Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson's offensive coordinators, who is now his head coach, bald guy Davis, rooting for him. They all get fired. They all get fired. All of them. every single one of them. Yeah, it's happened. All you got to do is Google the last th- last three OCs. Well, I Shane, heard, um, Shane Waldron outlasted him, I guess. Right? They traded him. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, but it didn't end well. I um, I heard Lombardi, Michael Lombardi, on his podcast say, Vince Lombardi whispers in my in my sleep to me, uh, "Run power or what's his thing? <laughs> it's the power sweep or something." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Lombardi was talking about the Panthers. He's like, people are saying that if the Panthers draft a quarterback at six, that saves Matt rule. That like extends Matt rule. He goes, he goes, I I've got Matt Nagy's phone number. You want to call him and ask him if drafting a, a rookie quarterback saves your job. And I think the same applies here. Like you think getting Russell Wilson means that Nathaniel Hackett's guaranteed anything. No, it puts more pressure on Nathaniel Hackett, right? The yeah. second people think your quarterback should be good. It's pressure on the coach. Now, the difference is with Josh is that he's coming into a situation where the quarterback's been there and they have not won consistently. And so it's up to him. Like, he's got the reins here. Everyone's kind of looking at Nathaniel Hackett like, all right, bro, there are 15 other people that would break down doors for this job. So what do you got? Is inheriting, though, I I would say one thing, not that people care because they're just going to view the Broncos as a playoff team. Josh is inheriting a playoff team. Like, that team did win 10 games last year which was kind of weird, but it happened. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It did happen. And the one thing, to me, Russell is the most famous guy there by a mile. Josh is, you just say Josh McDaniel, right? Hey, what do you you think, take on Josh McDaniels? Like, he is just a pretty famous coach for being a longtime assistant, right? Yeah. But he also has a rep. People think he's one of the best offensive coaches in the league. Like, Nathaniel Hackett kind of felt like he came out of nowhere. Again, rooting for him. Right. Did he buy your house, family? Uh, his dad. No, my parents bought a house from Paul Hackett gotcha. in Davis. Paul had a house in Davis. You think Nate ever lived there? Yeah, because one time uh, somebody who played football at UC Davis, who's like had a daughter, one of my sister's ages, dropped my sister off and said to my parents, like, oh, I used to live in this house. It was like, you know, some of the football players lived there. Oh, so he probably definitely did. Yeah, but I think Nate, I think uh, Paul Hackett was going to like coach at UC Davis and then got a Jets job instead or something like that. I don't, my dad knows the story. I didn't quite have to go back and read. I always like having, you know, what's cool about Nate or Nathaniel having the name, like ultimately I'm John, I'm not Jonathan. The the name that can turn into two names. Yeah. Like you can just be called Nate by my buddies, but then like when it gets really serious, like here comes Nathaniel Hackett, you know? (laughs) Here comes Willie. I feel like a lot of Nathaniels go by Nate and I like the Nathaniel. Yeah, if I if you're introducing me in a serious realm, but if we're just like you know day drinking Tito's, like Nate, what's up? <laughs> you know, Nate, it's what's just, up? It, well, you know, it's, it's got a lot. Like if you're on the lake, you're Nate. If you're on the golf course, you're Nate. Business meeting on Zoom, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, yeah. I the name watching golf on Sunday, a great name to chant is Scotty. Is just a name that sounds great when it's getting chanted. Scotty, yeah. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. See, that's a good example of like when Scotty shows up, like it feels like a party, right? But when Scott shows up, like right. we're we're doing a contract, yep. right? We're, Scott Scott's here. TPS reports are due. You, you can you can be a hybrid, like Scotty's coming to Vegas. That's you know, right. Like 
you know, we got to meet with Scott at uh, one o'clock today. What about Johnny though? Johnny definitely has that. Johnny's here. Johnny's here. You know, when you want to get like Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. But uh, it feels like some guys like Johnny Manziel, like that's his name, Johnny. Well, right? and he actually, he's tw- <laughs> you, being a 24 seven Johnny is dangerous. Yeah. Very. A 24 seven Scotty actually working out, working out pretty well. Uh, all right. Well, we were going to talk about Stefan Draymond, but we can push that down because we're 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 on the football kick now. Uh, we're we're making good time there. Um, Jimmy, speaking of Y names, Big Jim, Slim Jim. Yeah, he's got three, right? He's got Jimmy, he's got Jim, and he's got James. Yeah, James Garoppolo, which apparently is what like his family calls him, James. James, because I didn't was it Papa that told us? Maybe I heard Papa saying on radio. That um, yeah, that's what like that's what that's what the all the Garoppolo call clan calls him. That's what, He's got well, like seven brothers. They all kind of look like him. Yeah, I. Uh, that's another one. Like Jimmy's here. Time to get after it. Jimmy, like, big time. You know, we're meeting with James uh, this morning at ten o'clock, and Jim's kind of a hybrid. Like, oh, you I play golf with Jim. You could. I remember what it was. They were playing clips of Tim Ryan, the 49ers radio analyst, saying James Garoppolo. So, and apparently Tim runs with the Garoppolo brothers. (laughs) According to Papa, this is not my reporting. Uh, I saw Akash uh, Anavarathan tweeted a clip of Jonathan Alexander, who covers the Panthers for the Charlotte Observer, talking about the Panthers quarterback situation. And what he said was, I think one of the Panthers QBs, when it's all said and done, is going to be either Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield. They've been opening up cap space so they can be prepared to bring one of those guys on. And I think that's what they're going to do. I think it's reasonable to think they prefer Jimmy G. So as we talk on Thursday, two weeks before the draft, are we two weeks away from Garoppolo getting traded to the Panthers? You know, Jimmy stills not, we said July is when he can start throwing probably, but uh, the Panthers prefer Garoppolo. The Panthers have the sixth pick in the draft. I saw a story someone suggested earlier, someone who covers the team that, you know, they wouldn't take a quarterback at six because it's just bad value, but they could move back in the first round and take a quarterback. So what the Panthers do in two weeks in the first round is, is very important. Very important. And and they probably don't want to pull the trigger on anything until they just, the landscape of the draft plays itself out. Totally. Uh, Because you would say if they are interested in in James, Jimmy, uh, Jim Garoppolo, that the move would be, if the draft plays itself out and you don't acquire one of the top quarterbacks who, again, it's all relative top quarterbacks. Like, is that guy even good enough? Maybe you end up with a guy in the second round that you like, but you would want Garoppolo, even if he can't throw to be around your offensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator. A lot of people make fun of this guy because his look has changed several times. McAdoo. And I saw someone, he was at a pro day and he had like another look and people were like, this guy's incredible. He's got all these different looks. Part of it's like his hair is, facial hair but he's easy to make fun of because of what happened with new york i think he was always well thought of in green bay and remember when he was the offensive coordinator i think his first year in new york eli had one of his best seasons of all time it was like odell victor cruz sterling Shepard. like they they were pretty they were fucking good and he might be a pretty good offensive coordinator and you would go well he's worked with eli he's worked with uh rogers Maybe he just wants a pro. And I would imagine if your rule, you know, like who's he most comfortable with, like your success is going to be tied to 
this coach, right? Obviously, you, you know, you're going to rule your success going to be tied to the offensive coordinator, you're saying. Yeah, if yeah. McAdoo goes banging the table for whoever, and, and you kind of, you know, you're somewhat not indifferent, but like you could be swayed either way. I would let, I would lean with him who he feels the most comfortable in his offense can do the best. Cause you would say now thinking back, like some of those Eli teams, they were, I mean, Eli was a good deep ball thrower and he had Odell and they were bombing yeah. away. And you would say well, Rogers, like in McCarthy's heyday, it felt like they were slinging it around. <laughs> You know, does is Jimmy Garoppolo now their personnel, right? Is DJ Moore's a good player? McCaffrey is always the X factor, right? Does he because if he plays a lot, he's a very easy guy for any quarterback to play with. Kind of like Well, yeah, definitely. But how I mean you throw the ball to him a shitload just right at the line of scrimmage. Right. <laughs> Jimmy's good at that. Yeah. But he's exactly. Jimmy's not a bombs away quarterback. It's just he's not, not. he's not, but um, B- Baker would I do be more suited to do that if they were, you know, uh, the quarterbacks on the market. But I also think if you're to go back to what Michael Lombardi said about drafting a quarterback, if you're the Panthers high, it doesn't save Matt rules job. If you're Matt rule, who you got one year to save your job. These are your options. Rookie Darnold Baker, Jimmy, and we can nitpick Jimmy and we do all the time. Uh, but if he doesn't feel safe with Baker from a personality standpoint, I'd be scared. Now, Baker has an injury that he dealt with last year. Jimmy gets hurt a lot. Jimmy has been to the NFC Championship game twice in three years. Not bad. Again, now we we know it's not that simple, but did, I'm just, did, throw, did throw eight balls in an NFC Championship. Yes. Yeah, but, that, but he went to the Super Bowl that year. So I don't think it'll ever be duplicated again. Uh, playoff win. You could argue just a playoff game in general, definitely an AFC or NFC championship game, eight completions and a win. Or yeah. I mean, eight attempts. Eight I mean, it was attempts. six completions. We're not counting a pick six. So pick six or just a pick? Pick six. Right Jimmy, before the in, half. The, in, in the Packer game? Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking of the Vikings game. Um, so, you know, I can understand from rule standpoint. Now there's a financial element to this. Like part of what Jonathan Alexander from the Charlotte Observer also said was, are the not whoever is sending Baker or that or Jimmy, someone's gonna have to offset that cost, which either means you pay some of the salary or maybe you take Sam Darnold back, which we've you feel about. you know about more newspapers because you cover sports for a living. I just feel like all a these million percent. Know, I've heard of them all a million percent without question. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yes, Don't and radio stations I, like WWE like in New Orleans. As someone who's never been to Charlotte, I've probably said the word Charlotte Observer or have written about Charlotte Observer or have heard Charlotte Observer so many times in my life over the last like decade. It's stupid. He didn't throw a pick six in the Vikings game. What was no, the he threw right a, before he, half? No, he threw he threw a pick to Eric Hendricks. He okay, didn't he score, didn't but it was a bad. Okay, yeah. was the time. Vikings only scored the one time. I think it might have led to a field goal. Field goal but. actually right before the half. Good call. So um you know, I, I think I do think it makes sense. Now the question is if you're the Panthers, can you are you so desperate that you would do it on draft day or the Friday of the second and third round before you can, before Jimmy Garoppolo is fully, fully recovered? I don't but know. You might I think, be, but I think you game. want it. I think you want to get him in and around your guy. Right. So you would do it. You know, if you wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to me, once that first round passes, you, 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 you can't wait another three months is what you're saying. Yeah. Cause to me, you can still take like, let's say Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett or one of those guys in the second round. And you take a guy in the second round. To me, that doesn't preclude you from t- getting Jimmy then, right? 
No, but I also think if you're getting Jimmy, you're trying to win right now. Is your it might be that your owner tells you you need to draft a quarterback in the second round. But if you're That's trying to, if you're all in on 2022, like you they could do both. Somebody else probably yeah. right. Drafting a quarterback in the second round to be your backup is something people. Oh, you're saying and passing on a guy that could immediately start a corner, offensive guard, or yeah, whatever. yeah. I'm saying guy, I'm saying guys with job security do that. Guys without job security don't draft second round quarterbacks to be backups. Guys who have to win this year. I, I I do think immediately for the Niner thing, like would they want them to include Sam Darnold on the 49ers? Yeah, they might. Right. They might want that. And I, I don't love that idea because I don't think he's he's not turning into any he's not turning into a a, a trade a traded asset for you. You know what's right. weird is I, I watched some clips he was on with uh, Compton and, and Luan uh, busting with the boys in the yeah. bus in Nashville. He is such a likable, you I know. know, I mean, I know. He, you just watch him. You go, really God, is. this is really what you want. And sometimes that really likable high level guy, like this guy's never going to live up to what I think people wanted, even though me and you push back on like the comparisons to Steve Young and stuff. Marcus Mariota is going to have a 15-year NFL career, isn't he? Marcus yeah. Mariota is going to play in the NFL for a long time. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, Darnold, I do think Mariota feels like I'm much more under control as a backup bridge starter where Darnold's like, does this guy even know where to throw it? So if, but he, if he can kind of get into a situation where, and we've talked about this, uh, the money, I don't, I don't love paying a guy 18 million, but like the money's the money. Like if you're willing to Jimmy Garoppolo flip him, I'm not going to nitpick you. I'm not opposed to like bring him in high level guy. And I think unlike for Baker, sometimes older guys, that have had a little success where it's like, they're not quite ready to be a backup where Mariota, for example, it was just easy for him to just kind of transition that. And it was, it's been a smooth transition. Now he's going to get a chance to, I'd say resurrect his career. If he has a solid year in Atlanta, all of a sudden he's viewed at maybe like a, a starter again, but Sam Darnold could use Kyle and maybe depending on, I mean, again, his film's really bad. So it would have to be based on like what the Niners and they definitely did, you know, research on this guy, what they thought of him. Uh, I'm not opposed to doing a, if you're going to get rid of Jimmy. Well, here's what I think happens there. We've talked about that a few times. I don't, I think you could get Carolina to include a, I don't think it's a one for one trade. I think Carolina then includes a pick that you get out of the deal as well. If you're the 49ers, because, because you are, while Carolina is taking Jimmy's 27, like you're taking a quarterback that they don't want, which same boat kind of, it's making $18 million. Now, while both are overpaid, you'd say Jimmy at least is a starting quarterback. So and basically Donald, they're just adding $9 million to their salary cap. If you did a swap like that. So could you get, but, but J- Jimmy for Sam Darnold in a fourth or something? Yeah. Something, I think it's something, I think you end up with something like that. Cause then they, what they end up trading is cause they'd, they would rather do that. than would they rather do that than send you like a sixth Straight up for Jimmy? I think they would because they don't want to well, spend 18 on Sam and 27 on Jimmy. That's not. Well, then they, they still have to unload Sam, right? Right. So, I mean, hell, maybe could you get a late third out of them? A compensate? I don't know if they have a comp pick. Could you get something out of them? I think you could. And then it makes that more palatable. And then could you get the maybe, following year. Like, yeah, could it, you do something like it? Well, we you, are. The Niners already have a second, a third. Could you do like, how about your 2023rd third or something like that? Would you do that? Yeah. They could suck again. I mean, I, you do it in a heartbeat if you're the Niners, I think. I think I, I would definitely take Sam then. And does Sam want to become a starter? Yeah. Okay. But if you think there's any chance of him being good, you are going to need a, back, a, a a backup quarterback that you think can win you a couple games this year. Yeah. Right? That's I believe that if Trey Lance is your starter, I'm not well, saying Trey Lance is 100% missing a game. I'm just saying in the short amount of time we saw Trey last year, he got hurt. Doesn't it feel like he's kind of in that position now that – Mariota found himself in. Jameis found himself in. Took it, ate his pride, literally, and went to be Drew Brees' backup. Teddy, for a second, went to be Drew Brees' backup, and it just kind of changed their careers. I mean, Mar- Mariota is now a starter. 
Jameis Winston's a starter, right? Teddy got paid a bunch by Carolina and they got to start again in Denver. Like yeah. it's, you and, can, and you can take a step back sometimes when you're in this weird spot, Sam's in and it just shit has not gone right. Some of it's self-inflicted, but a lot of it was out of your control to then maybe take two steps forward. And if you're the Niners, like you, sometimes you got to do these type moves and best case for you. While you pay him 18, you like him. Maybe he never has to play, which means kind of like that Mariota year. It was different. They had control over Mariota. But it's not a two-year contract. It's not a two-year contract. But, um, you know, and then maybe he's your – if you like him, he's your backup quarterback the next year if no one else signs him for $6 million. But do you remember, too, when they signed Mariota, I thought Mayock – I mean, it was just – he was right. He's like, you know, the unique part about this, when we told Marcus, like, we're interested, we want you to come here – we weren't making this up. He knew where we stood because when he was coming out, we were both media guys and we both loved him. So if Sam Darnold, and I think Mariota was smart to make that move, right? Two guys that believed in him. And that was that was good yeah. for his career those two years. Yeah. Well, Sam, if the Niners did want to do this move, that would mean they like you. Sometimes you got to go to a place where, like wherever Baker ends up, it's going to feel like, yeah, do they really like him? Are they a little desperate? Sometimes it's just good as a player to go, this guy wants me. This place wants me on their team. You know, this is, that's a big deal. Sometimes I'd argue in life, you you want to be professionally where people have your back and are rooting for your interests. I, I think Andy has been fantastic at that in his career with just like being supportive. Of, like you come here, like I'm invested in you. I loved you coming out in the draft and he's yeah. made so many people money. I believe and in you and I want to prove myself right. It, it, part of it is, yeah. Like I think when you go to Bill, it's like, you come here to win, yeah. I just get rid of you after. But like a lot of these coaches, I, I think when you hear like Mike Tomlin or or uh, uh, forever Sean Payton was like this, you could once they kind of get fired up on a guy like that's getting their second chance with them, you're like, God, this guy's fucking all in. Well, Alex Smith going to Kansas City is a great example. Incredible yeah. example. So, do you think Jim Harbaugh ever went by Jimmy? I bet. Uh, I I feel like his dad or his mom or his brother called him Jimmy. I could be wrong about that. I feel like in Palo Alto High School, you know, he probably some guys called him Jimmy. Oh, Dave Feldman. Yeah, I could see Dave called him Jimmy. I feel Jimmy like, and Johnny. J Jimmy and Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. How are the kids know. doing, Jimmy and Johnny? What are they up to? Probably some people said that in like '82. Speaking of Baker, John, uh, Baker said that Seattle, I, I listened to this part of the interview with the, I don't know. Uh, I listened to it. I don't know if the dog was still in a THC induced haze uh, when he said this, but asked where he's most likely to land. If it had been a week and a half ago, I'd have said Indianapolis. Clearly they recorded this maybe a little longer ago. If it had been a week and a half ago, I'd have said Indianapolis was most likely for me. Now I'd say Seattle. Meanwhile, Seattle just signed Gino to like a $7 million deal. So they got Drew Locke and Gino? They got Drew Locke and Gino. I would say that Baker Mayfield and Seattle's not really on the table. You think him getting cut? Do you think they would still trade for Baker with Gino and Drew Locke on the team? How could you trade for him? I mean, you'd almost have to wait for him to get cut. They're going to cut him and eat the $18 million? Was he going to show up uh, OTAs next week? Is he going to show up at another? You know a lot of towns because of sports? Is he going to show up in Brea? <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> There's no chance without the without the National Football League I would have ever heard of Brea, Ohio, right? Right. Or C Canton, Ohio, probably not. That's why these yeah, towns do it. 
So is he going to show up in Brea? Napa, if the Raiders hadn't trained in Napa, who would know about Napa, California? Nobody. Not a soul. Put them on the map. <laughs> that's, just, that's very true, guy. Very, very, very true. Uh, I I didn't know about the Geno thing. I that, that, to me, makes me wonder if, like, and both of us watched that Pete Carroll weird press conference after they traded Russell. Like, it does feel like Pete, again, little ego thing, like, takes a little pride in Geno. Like, you guys all think he suck. We don't. Yeah. And, and honestly, they kind of have the same vibe with Drew Locke. Schneider had more of that vibe than Pete. Like Pete talked about Gino. Schneider talked about Drew Locke. Like both, they clearly both guys had good grades on, you know, Pete liked Gino, you know, Schneider liked Drew Locke. They had big grades and now they're trying to prove each other right. So it's going to be a fight. Like who starts? Schneider's going to want Drew Locke. Pete's going to want Gino. It'll be a battle. Pete will ultimately win whoever he wants. You could argue Baker's maybe off the table there. I, I just, where the fuck's he going? I saw a lot of people thinking that that interview hurt him. I pushed back a little bit against that. Again, I just watched a couple of the clips. I didn't watch. I think it was like an hour. It was a long interview. That Baker just sounded like he always sounds. He's fine. He wasn't like, I didn't even think he was that like angry or whatever. Like, again, people are, this makes it worse. No, the team literally just said they wanted an adult in the room like a month ago. What are, what are we talking about? Like the NFL, most of the NFL thinks it's already weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I, sitting on a couch with Mike Stud makes anything worse <laughs> or better. I don't see how it hurt hurts him. Like what hurts him with who? There's no options at this point. I he actually could have said a lot crazier things. George on is the street. Out, is he out of the league? Well, somebody just suggested XFL. Do you see TO today? Is he going to the XFL? No, they uh the fan controlled league. He was yeah. going out to practice. He was there in pads. He was practicing. Uh, on fan Jimmy controlled. Mantel's team? Uh I don't know if he's on might be actually. T.O. at 49, he obviously yeah, is in good shape. Yeah. To me, he's got a hamstring or a calf pull written all over him, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. Has, but was he a soft tissue injury guy in his career? I don't feel like he was, but I could Shattered leg, yeah. I, but, I mean, if, can you just avoid him at 49? It feels like this guy's in great shape. You eventually, like, pull it back if you yeah. keep heavy lifting at 60, right? Beria? Beria? George Beria. Says, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. Beria? I always said Berea, but George says that's wrong. Um, I, yeah, I don't think it hurt him. Would you? Sh you're Baker's agent. Would you say next week? OT, I think April. What I tell you, April nineteenth. I think is when uh, the tax day is the eighteenth. Is Monday, so that would be Tuesday. Sixteenth, seventeenth, eighteen, nineteenth is Monday. Right? Isn't the isn't tax day the eighteenth? Tax day is Monday. Is that the eighteenth? That's the eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, 15, oh yeah, you're right. I so would imagine you, the team is going to tell. I would imagine the team is going to tell him to stay away, right? You would think, right? Because I mean, there's a chance in the in the contract he's got a bonus. It's like, well, I want I want my bonus. Maybe they'll just like, hey, we'll pay you the bonus. This situation, not that I feel bad for Baker, is a little bizarre. He's just sitting there, like knows he's not the quarterback, but he's still on the team. Like the Jimmy thing is somewhat understandable. His his shoulders hurt. Like ultimately the Niners can cut him. Like Baker's got to be thinking like you did this after free agency because the one thing that would have happened if they would have acquired Deshaun. Now granted it was out of their control. They had to wait till the the law thing happened and then remember Deshaun starts going on his tour after free agency's already started. Then the Browns are like, well maybe we have a chance. And then he just they they had added to the list. If that had gone down, like Deshaun Watson had become a Cleveland Brown in, you know, the week before the free agency, 
I bet 100% Baker's on another team right now. Or if, right? or, or if, you know, if Deshaun had, yeah, or if the Falcons had never been involved in the Deshaun thing and they didn't start thinking about, it felt like, like if Deshaun and the Falcons, there's never a conversation. Do the Falcons trade Matt Ryan or did that spark that deal that like they started thinking about, oh, we could trade Matt Ryan? I think I saw Matt when I watched that interview Matt Ryan did with the, with the radio station, he said that they had some initial talks at the combine, like just putting it out there. Like we're not, we're just going to see all of our options. We're not looking to trade you, but just if you hear something like, so they had had some initial conversations of like pre Deshaun Watson. We're just, just going to sniff around. We might have to blow this whole thing up. Gotcha. Uh, Antoine on the stream says Baker to Arizona, the same offense as Kyler at Oklahoma. Same offense. Hell, he played for Cliff at Texas Tech. Pelissaro tweeted, the Cardinals have yet to make a contract offer to Kyler. Actually, he wrote a contract offer to Pro Bowl quarterback Kyler Murray, whose agent, Eric Burkhart, informed the team weeks ago that he was pulling his opening proposal off the table. Other teams are monitoring closely. Arizona insists that Murray won't be traded. Four QBs have signed extensions worth $40 million or more in the past month, and the market continues to go up. Murray is due about $5.5 million in 2022, and it'd be a surprise if he plays on that deal. Well, what if they don't offer him a contract? It's a really, uh, to me, this is an interesting spot because Kyler shouldn't pay on a $5.5 million contract, and Arizona shouldn't pay him like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? So we're at a standstill here. What happens? Well, I can't, they're not paying him. You, not. you think they you think they like him more when he does shit like this? And I, I listen, I, I I like his agent, Eric Burkhart, who's been cool to me, texted back and forth with him over the years. To me, this seems like a ridiculous play. Because it's a play that doesn't feel like he's gonna win. What if he's if threatens to hold out and they just acquire Baker? Well, do you know why Baker ended up at Oklahoma? Cliff fucking went with the other guy. I don't think him well, and Cliff have a great relationship. Honestly, Kyler, it, the relationship with your coach doesn't get any better. Like, has any human think. believed in a coach? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's fractured now, but that guy specifically, his entire career was based on you. Like, he wants to build his thing around you. Does feel like it's fractured a little. Do you expect that'd be a big thing for like the Niners and the Rams? I mean, if Kyler just fucking holds out for the season. Yeah, especially that's where like uh, playing the Cardinals week one might be good. But it's I don't know. Is Kyler going to hold? Is he going to hold out for the season and be strong? But like, no, I know what you mean, though. Is he going to miss games? Probably not. But he definitely is the type guy that would be like. It wouldn't go well if it was getting weird, right? Uh, you I mean, it'd be like, you know, Kyler held out for a couple weeks. Then he realized they weren't going to pay, so he showed, so he stopped getting fined. But he's pouting around. Like Ben Simmons still needs another three months to get ready. Yeah, and then he's just he won't talk to the wide receiver coach now, and he, he I could just see it getting weird fast. It's gonna get weird because they're not. Well, gonna it's, pay. it's already weird. Yeah, it's but you'd argue weird. that you know contract stuff like it happens all the time in pro sports. Things get weird. Things get normal fast. But I think he is weird. Like he. It's it's partly him. Like it's weird when he's their quarterback. If he shows up and plays on this contract, it's going to be weird. Unless he just says, "Like, listen, that's my agent's job. I'm here to play football." But I don't think that's what would happen. He was interviewed though the other day at like um, not the other day, but probably within the last month. 
And he was like at some charity event. Like I'm an Arizona Cardinal. I want to be here smiling. He was like in good spirits. Okay. And I'm not a fan, but I just, I think I, I, my point is, and again, I'm not saying it's not weird and it's, is he going to miss all of OTAs, which it feels like he will, which is weird for a guy that's under contract was the number one overall pick and made a lot of money. Part of it, guy, is not just the five and a half million dollars. He got like a $30 million. Like it's all, the whole contract was guaranteed when he signed this. Like he's a, the number one overall pick. His contract was like $35 million. Right. Oh, uh, you're saying he's rich. Well, I'm just saying like when he was the number one overall pick and the contract is like four years, $35 million. And obviously the fifth year option, you get like a $23 million signing bonus. They just, they just spread out the money, but he got a large chunk of change. The moment he signed his contract, he right. immediately, the part of it, remember, was you're like, saying it's hard to take a five and a half million dollar contract. No, I'm saying that like he's technically making five and a half million dollars, but he's already been paid a lot of money by them. You know, it's not like he's just a lot of like a random guards making five and a half, but that's all the money he has. Like Kyler, yeah, they yeah, gave I him a shitload of money the moment he became the number one overall pick. Cause that was the argument. Like, why would you play baseball, run around in the minors for $2 million signing bonus? We go to the NFL, get four years, 34 guaranteed and a $20 million bonus. Yeah. I think and also I'm, if you've got 30 million, it's hard to ex- to look at the paycheck that says five and a half. Cause you think of yourself as the $30 million guy. Yeah, I I also think it's hard when you start seeing his problem. He's comparing himself to that Josh Allen and Mahomes, right? right? And to me, if I'm there, we haven't seen a Lamar contract yet either. And I saw John Harbaugh. I was like, yeah, we're Lamar's good with it. We're good with it. Well, of course I would be too. He's just like, doesn't want to extend him. Like, I'm cool. cool. (laughs) Wouldn't you imagine the Cardinals are like, yeah, our comp for you, Kyler, is Lamar. And he's playing it out. That's you, Kyler. You're you're a smaller version of that guy. Yeah, well, that guy's better. Well, yeah, that would be the Cardinals' argument. So win like, the we'll MVP. Wait. Maybe they play out several times. Yeah, and doesn't cause a problem. Doesn't pout. No, extremely likable. Very. Uh, all right, you're the you're uh, to to piggyback on Steph and Draymond. Would you trade the the seventy three win Warriors non championship? Would you take a championship that year if you were them, or if you were you? Uh, for the championships, the two championships they won after that. If you didn't see it on uh, his on Draymond's volume podcast, he said he interviewed Steph and asked Steph that question: Would you trade the two championships we won in seventeen and eighteen for the one we lost in sixteen when we won seventy three games? Both said they would not trade it. They would take. I, I the- do. I do think the seventy three win team coming back with Clay at OKC, and then being up three one and beating the shit out of LeBron. They were on track to be one of the greatest teams of all time. And it was more impressive than anything. Cause I, I saw another quote that he said, and he's not right or he's not wrong that he's like, I don't care what anyone says in 2000, whatever Kevin Durant's first year, he's like, I think we're the best team of all time. They literally, if they were healthy, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, were all playing in the game. They were, they could not lose if they wanted to win. I'm sure they blew, you know, I think they won 67 games that year. I bet there were some games where they didn't give a fuck. They went 16 and one in the playoffs. They were an unbeatable team. I, I bet in the history of the league, I know Michael won them all, but like I lived in the Michael era. There were some close games. They, unbeatable. That team, it was unfair, which we've all acknowledged. Everyone agrees. The 73 win team was very organic, right? It was just all their own guys, all drafted. They won 73. They, they eclipsed a number that no one thought would ever be eclipsed. 
And then they were two wins away. I guess one win away, right? Three, three, one <laughs> from being, the, it would have been the greatest season of all time. And it was just like, so pure. That's there's, so a, there's a difference between the greatest team and the greatest season, right? It would have been the greatest season of all time, even though the next year, that team with KD was a better team than, than the 73 win team. For sure. Right. That, that, that KD team would have beat the 73 win team. Like, I think that KD team beats Jordan's best teams. I do too. Cause they're second and third, but their second best players just so much. All due respect, Scotty, 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 Scotty. Scotty was fantastic. I mean, I don't. But who does who does Scotty cover, right? Well, you yeah. Just put I mean, Michael I mean, on Steph, and you put Scotty on who? On KD. Yeah. Well, then, who's so Clay? Who Clay. Ron Harper. So, I actually that, that game might be a little closer. Rodman, Draymond. Yeah, I no no. I think it's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I, but, 96, 96 Bulls be a motherfucker. Here's the other thing: you ch- you change history and you win the championship in '73. Do you ever get KD? Let's just assume you do for this argument. Okay. Okay. I would not trade. I think volume of championships. I also think the way they lost the championship in some ways makes it harder on, for the 73 win team and other ways makes it easier, right? It was such a ridiculous way to lose Draymond's dropping his nuts or kicking up at the nuts after LeBron stepped over him and getting suspended, which was just, it's still insane that he got suspended for that and then losing the championship because of that. I, I I saw I don't know, I, YouTube suggested some video to me the other day that was like um, this guy who uh, I don't even know his name. I never heard of him, but he's like a music producer for some of the biggest musical acts ever. Right. He, I guess he's like produced some of the biggest songs you ever heard. Taylor Swift and Rick David Rubin. Guetta and all, the, right, all this kind of stuff. And one of the things he said was, I think it's important when you're making a song not to overproduce it and make it too perfect. Like the imperfections not mistakes necessarily, but if you make it too perfect, it's not even human anymore. It's not relatable anymore. And that applies to all kinds of things, right? It applies to people. Like a person who makes no mistakes is not a relatable person, right? It's why Tiger, people, some people can't figure out like, why do people root for Tiger? Because he just is this nonstop redemption story. Even if it's all self-inflicted, it's kind of whacked, right? But it it's, it's, it's part of what makes a good, like don't overproduce a song. And I would say part of what makes the 73 win team such an incredible story is that they didn't win the championship, but again, they didn't win because they weren't good enough. They won because, and I'm going to paraphrase here. We could debate this. They got screwed or they screwed themselves or however you want to say it. And to me, it kind of adds some lore to what that, that team was as opposed to just an over open and shut case that's the greatest season ever. It would have ended the argument, and the argument's fun to have. Well, yeah, I mean, to me, it's added to the LeBron's legacy and their legacy. The whole thing, like, part of Michael is like, there's no disputing. Like, yeah, he just he was six six. Like, he got there, he was winning. Yeah, like a part of Tiger. Someone DM me the other day. They're like, what if he never gets hurt? Do you think he would have dominated? Like, as of now, like, would he still be a top player? I'm like. If Tiger never really would have got injured, I mean, how many majors do you think the guy ends up playing? I, I think, yes, he would have been dominating this whole time. And obviously, maybe not always the peak of like two majors a year, but he's winning every year, racking off a mate. Even in his 40s, he would have racked off probably a couple majors. How many majors do you think Tiger would have right now if he had just... What does he have? Besides, 14? How many does he have right now? The, the 19 was, when he won the Masters, that was his 15th. 15. But he hadn't won one from 08 to 19. 
Yeah. So I think does he have twenty four? He'd be so eleven years he missed, right? Or uh, ten not years between a major? How many yeah. years between majors? Eleven. Oh eight. Tory Pines to nineteen. So a long time. Okay. So let's say, I mean, we could do that. We could look and see. I mean, he's averaging a just probably. I'm guessing he's averaging just under a major a year. Well, I mean, technically, he's been on tour since '96, but he missed some years. You know, it's it's yeah, his yeah, career yeah. part of. But that, I would say, let's from a conservative standpoint, let's take 11 years and divide it by two, and then go down and call it five. Let's say he wins five. He's a let's say he wins a major every other year. While like at peak height, which I think we're under, I'm just being conservative. I'd say conservative. Several years 20. where he won multiple majors yeah. a year in his prime. I'm saying he doesn't win one every year. He wins one every other year, and then instead of dividing 10, eleven in half, like I think conservatively he's at twenty. Conservatively he's at twenty. So yeah, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four is not out of the realm. But part of what makes it so fascinating is that like you have the argument, right? Like that is part of the deal. Like there is no argument with Michael. It's like, God damn, that was fucking dominant. <laughs> you know, I mean, even Tom Brady, like, what's there even to argue? Like, he's, he's kind of become unarguable. Like, you can't you can't go. If we're at 15-15 last night and dude comes up and just wants to argue about Tom Brady, like, what is he arguing? Yeah. Right? What, what's You have nothing to say. Because you'd be like, well, deflate gate. Yeah, and then he came back and won the Super Bowl. That fucking two weeks later with balls. And then the next year he came back after he got suspended – I had forgotten this, but in that little fucking book I'm listening to that you already powered through, I'm still got like 20% left. They were like, he came back that the season, which he played 12 games had one of his best seasons ever. He dominated. And clearly they were checking the balls that year. Right? Yeah. So it's like, there, there's just nothing to argue about the guy. He's an unarguable. And I think that's what makes it fun of like most players, Steph or like even LeBron, like they, they have holes. Roethlisberger, like the majority of players are not Michael or Brady. Even Tiger, who is their level, has way more holes than those guys because of all this weird shit that's happened off the golf course. And to me, what makes the Warriors such a polarizing story is like the craziness of them. I'd even say that Kevin leaving them has like taken it to another, you know, just makes them even more intriguing, right? Because Kevin would have stayed like... It, if Kevin was on this team right now, they'd be they'd probably have won 68 games. It wouldn't even be fair. Two things. One, make no mistake, the best story in the NBA's postseason this year would be if the Warriors make a championship run. That's by far the best thing that the NBA could have in its postseason. Right? You agree with that? Say it, wait, say that again. The best thing that could happen to the NBA's postseason ratings is the Warriors making a run. That is by far the best story that they could have. Yes. Okay. Two unrelated to that. I think well, I was thinking about this, watching that Steph and Draymond, just watching them debate it. If they don't win 73 games that year, championship or no championship, even if they win the championship, like let's say they win 67 games and win the championship that year and get KD. I think the thing, the, the hypothetical that we got robbed of was because like you said, because they won 73 and because that next year, that team was so good. They were just on cruise control the whole year, kicking everybody's ass, but they won 67. If they win 67 games the year before Kevin gets there and then Kevin gets there, how many games do they win? Because what would have happened was they would have tried to beat the Bulls' 72-win record that year with Kevin, yeah. and they were a better team than they were the year before. So would they have won like 
is like, could they have won 75 games that year with Kevin? If they had just gone all out, it does right. feel like 73 is just like, get there. And then you shut it down. I, but I don't, do you think it's even humanly possible? Even the greatest? I, yeah. I, I mean, it would have been really hard. And I do think there's a rest element that comes into play. You just get to 73 and then you kind of dial it back. Right. You so think they'd got, well, this- I don't think we ever see 70 again. Right. No, I don't think so either. I mean, no one's playing game like, like two, two guys, four guys played 82 games this year, but I think that's the, to me, that's the great hypothetical. It's like if the previous year they hadn't won 73, then they do go for it the next year with Kevin and that, that team wins 73 and that team wins the championship. And then there's no debate. The greatest team ever, the greatest, the greatest season ever, the greatest team ever is still a debate, which by the way, people don't know how to talk. Arguably means you could argue it. Inarguably means you couldn't argue it. So you can't say Michael Jordan is inarguably or is arguably one of the greatest players of all time. No, he's not arguably one of the greatest players of all time. He's inarguably the best player of all time. Sorry. I now I fucked it up after my rant. Uh never mind. If you fuck up a rant, you can't. You can't I'm confused. Rant. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Here's what I know. Michael doesn't give a shit what everybody's about to say because I don't think he cares. No, I was much. defending Michael. I was just <laughs> no, people, I know, I know. Things I'm are arguable like, when they're not arguable. I, I, I don't even think Michael attended. Did we ever see him last night at that game? We did not see him. We were watching the game. Yeah, admittedly not totally locked in fifteen fifteen. But if Michael, I, I mean, if you told me he was at Grove twenty three, shoes off. <laughs> He played 36, got a shower. You know, he's in his, like, Jordan shorts, no shoes, probably a little too big polo, untucked, on his sweet chair in, like, where the guys hang out and drink, sitting there watching the game with, like, Luke Donald and some other, you know, some other, fa- Dale Earnhardt Jr. I mean, who knows? You could just put no, uh, random. Who, who's the PGA golfer that he plays with all the time? That wears oh, the Keegan gear? Bradley. Oh, yeah, Keegan. So, uh, I was thinking of, uh, who's the other guy that wears the Jordan gear? Pat Perez. Peppers doesn't wear Jordan gear. Oh, uh, uh, with a V. Peppers does. It's uh, Harold Varner. Harold Varner. Yeah, yeah. You know, guy. I, I do think Luke Donald is a guy that doesn't play as much. Who j- I follow him on Instagram is with Michael a lot. Like they just. I think him and Michael are buddies. Because I mean, how many people do you know that can play golf seven days a week? I mean, Michael. Th- not all of his friends have that much time. But Luke Donald's. You know, I'm all fine. I'll play golf here today. And uh, those guys are just sitting there with like a bottle of tequila, some sliders from the kitchen in this room that every guy would be heaven just watching it. And Michael talking shit about his own team. They win. Uh, they lost. Yeah, they got killed. Yeah. So Michael's thinking like, I don't want to be there for this. <laughs> I don't want to wear this. Like, I don't want TV getting shots of me as a, as a, what are they? A nine seed, a nine seed Hornet. Yeah. Michael. That was the other thing. Did you see JJ Reddick said, this is what's wrong with the internet. People making fun of the Timberwolves for celebrating. I refused to watch the whole video. Cause I knew what he was going to say. Once I saw all the reactions. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was pretty like it was in a jest way. It was fun. A hundred percent. Like, and, Carl, and I guys were laughing. Here's my take is like, you don't have to be on Twitter to see that and go, okay, that's kind of funny. That's all. Like, guy, I audibly laughed out loud. I had, <laughs> I was in my bed, and obviously they transition to those guys, and they are, and and Charles is making jokes, and and Shaq's like, it was funny. 
That's all that it was funny. They weren't berating and calling them losers. It wasn't even remember the famous like uh, Kobe with uh, was it was it Jimmy Fallon or uh, who's Adam Carolla's old partner, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel. And I think he's injured rehabbing and they show the picture of those guys celebrating after and they, they were like 50 games under 500 and it was like Swaggy P in the crew and Kobe was so mad. He was so embarrassed, right? Like that's my team. Like I'm associated with these guys. <laughs> that was not that level. It was fun. It was fun. I honestly I, it was cool. I thought the game, I mean, I, that's well, the best NBA game I watched all year. You know, it, I, I started like, you know, these idiots, they were nine seed, whatever, not idiots, but, but then I thought, you know, they were the seven. They were the seven. seven. UCLA, two years ago, I thought of the basketball playing game. Teams celebrate all the time, and I got no problem with it, right? Like UCLA, when they went to the Final Four two years ago, the 2021 Final Four, remember they played Michigan State in the playing game? Like you could argue really. like they played Michigan State in the playing game. It was a great game. That's Michigan State and UCLA, two programs not built for the playing game, right, historically. And they celebrate. It's like I celebrate. I was happy for them. So a uh, playing game, you should celebrate. But how about how about playing game, wild card, major league baseball beer celebration after that win? Big fan. Yep. You should champagne celebrate any chance. Although they got rid of the play, I, there's no more like uh, playing tiebreaker now. I tried to boast on social media a while back because I just like taking jabs about how I love the runner on second. Yes, and I was Ghost like, great. It's the greatest move that Rob Manfred's ever made. He should be applauded. Genius thinking by him. And someone said that it goes away next year. <laughs> did you Did you know that that it's it's got a shelf life? I did know that. I don't understand why you would keep it this year and then get rid of it next year. It doesn't make any sense. None. Well, I could see it coming back. I mean, they are we sure that it's a lock to go away? I don't think it's a lock. I I don't know. Now the Ghost Runner, you know, does take up a roster spot. What do you mean? I'm kidding. Uh-huh, oh, but is he a ghost runner or because no, it's a real a ghost person. is invisible? Yeah, it's the guy it would be funnier if they used a ghost runner. Like he would have scored. <laughs> ghost runner on first. Yeah. All right. On that note, it's kind of cold in there. It's a little chilly these days. I know. God, what's global warming? My ass. Where's the sun? Buddy of mine in Pullman in uh, Spokane sent me a photo. It's snowing today up there. It's cold. What is it, mid-April? I mean, this it's not February. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging. Peace. Uh, what's the opposite of reporting for duty? Like, what do you say after duty is done? Headed to the kitchen? Clock it out. <laughs> you know, you know, you never want to be a clock in, clock out guy. Oh, well, I know. So what's the, what's the, what's the, when you're, you've reported for duty and now your duty is done. I'm headed home, but I'm still going to stay locked in. You're on my mind. I'm on call. I'm leaving, but I'm on call. Signing off. Ham out. <laughs> In Laredo today, it's only 90. A whole Laredo. podcast without John saying peak of his powers. Fail. Yeah. All right. May the peace be Adios, with you. Adios, Pelota. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.